You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the raven too come from the green dragon. Welcome to Green Dragon Shorts with Jeremy. This episode is going to be a very self-indulgent episode where I just go through some of the things I've been working on for the last few months. I don't have a start date or an end date. It's just what I've been working on recently because uh, my life's changed quite a bit since we're doing more regular podcasts, the longer episodes. So there may be a little bit of explanation about that as well, but but also just what's going on with, with my hobby. So out of lockdown, and during lockdown we had basically for hobby painting and podcasting. So we did a fair bit of that and... and basically did some other things as well. But once we got out of it, I found that work has been incredibly busy and has changed entirely. And, and there's a few things there. I'm in teaching, as I think I've said to listeners before, and I also specifically work with a lot of student well-being and other issues that prevent them from getting an education. So that stuff has been been pretty much off the charts at the moment. And we're also dealing with like lots of staff disappearing. So my job's been really busy. I also managed to get a promotion during all that, which of course adds to more work. So that all causes a bit of a problem for hobby, but that's okay. That's, that may be starting to clear up a little bit now. Still not back to normal levels, but that's okay. We'll, we'll adjust. But I, my gaming habits have become quite regular and, and in a different way. So what I've got now at the moment is two weekly groups that I attend most weeks, which is pretty good. So more than half the time. I've got my uh, Wednesday Warmaster group. So that's at my house. I invite people over for, for games of Warmaster, which is one of my favorite games. And I, I'll speak about that very occasionally, but but maybe I'll do an episode on Battle of Five Armies at some point to to try and ease that system in. But basically, it's 10 mil Warhammer Fantasy, and it's a great game, and I have a lot of fun with that. And the 3D print has been doing most of the work creating the models for that one. So gaming pretty much every Wednesday on that and having a ball with that game. And then every Friday is the basically the Middle Earth group and other games as well. So that's at David's house. Uh, it's called Shed Based Gaming. We go over to his place. We game in his shed. And that group has grown and grown and grown. And it's really interesting because some of the people, I don't know where he gets them all. I think he's met them at events and just invited them along. Some of the people have recognized me from YouTube videos rather than the podcast, which is a real interesting feeling. So definitely a different audience here. I feel like there's a maybe a different, different clientele, different group that we weren't aware of. And that that's good as well. It's good to meet new people. And both groups have generated new people. So that's, that's really interesting from my point of view. I went for a while where my friendship groups were pretty stable. So like I'm talking years where I had the same group of friends. But now there's there's a lot more available and some of them have moved away and some of them are, are doing other things and busy at other stages of their life. But I feel like there's been a real influx and it's been a real priority to get out and do some gaming and, and play, which has been fantastic. I haven't done any events lately, so that's not something that I've been able to do mainly because Saturdays and Sundays on the weekends, I've been doing family time as much as I can and trying to give the kids some experiences going out and and being outside, and even if it's just mundane things like working our gardens and that sort of stuff, and and going for walks and bike rides and all that sort of stuff, just trying to prioritize that. And yeah, that that's been been there. I w- I'd like to get back to it at some point, but at this point in time, until the kids are are old enough to to look after themselves or come along or whatever, then it's probably going to be mostly mostly parent duties, which is all fine. On that, my uh, my kids have have started to show some interest because of these gaming groups. Because I'm having people over to my house quite regularly, they're very excited about the idea of staying up and meeting them and just watching us set up and helping us set up. And uh, my oldest, Eric, has has become quite good at reading, so he's managed to to find the Hobbit books, the Lord of the Rings books, and and have a look at it. And I haven't been pushing it, and intentionally I haven't been pushing it because if I push it, he won't be interested at all. 
but he's been going through. So he had his first game. We played a Scaring the Shire old mill game, and he uh, he played against his sister for the first one, and she had all the luck in the world, and, and it was really quite amusing. But he took it really well, which I was proud of. And then he played. He wanted to play again. He played against me, and we put a couple extra ruffians on the side. But there's no way he needed those ruffians because he just walked through everything. Every combat was a win for him. Every wound was going through, which is sort of what I expected to happen before that. And he got to, to smash down the gate, so he's really keen for it. So I'm sure he will want to play some more games as well. And I'm, I think I'll use the, the Scaring of the Shire setting for that because it's so nice in that he can see that a ruffian is much bigger than a hobbit. So he understands that ruffians win draws. So that, that makes a lot of sense to him. And, and that the hobbits can pick up a stone and throw. He, he understands that. And he's very excited about the idea of ruffians with bows, even though it doesn't do anything. But the idea of being able to, to shoot an arrow 24 inches is... Uh, pretty good for him, especially because we're playing on a two by two board. So he, he thinks it's the best weapon ever. And so I'll slowly build it up, different mechanics of the game, some of the might mechanic maybe with some little heroes. I might be able to put some wag riders in for as an invasion and and for teaching some cavalry and just build it up that way as he as he goes. So the nice thing is that allows me to just make little quick scenarios. And at the moment, his attention span is about that. 20 minute mark so he can happily concentrate on a game for that time but after that his, his mind starts to wander a bit so that that's been really positive and he quite enjoys that and it was exciting to put to play against him so that, w- that was good fun as a proud parent moment and in terms of painting i've been reasonably productive after not being productive for quite a while so i've done well outside outside middle earth first i've done a Dark Elder, whatever they're called now, Dark Elder Battlefleet Gothic Fleet with a significant amount of ships, like 20-ish, maybe more ships. So I've played that once. I might play it again. My fleet seemed ridiculously good when I first played it. So we'll see how it goes. I might need to, to get something that's a bit more basic for that game when Dave wants to play it. I've been painting a lot of my Warmasters. So my Lizardmans are my latest one. And they've got heaps of them going now. I'm up to 1,500 points, which is quite a bit of trays, but it's not quite the... This sort of standard game, which is about 2,000. So it's a good amount of units. It's a real satisfying game at that point, And the models look really pretty. They take so long. So painting a stand. A little stand is 2 centimeters by 4 centimeters. It has about 10 models on it. So 10 mil, about 10 models on it. And a unit is three of those. So it's like 30 little guys. And of course, I'm, I'm doing what I do for most models and trying to get lots of detail. I just really can't bring myself to paint it. Uh, a lower standard. So it's basically me trying to find ways that I could speed up the process. And that, that's been really enjoyable. And the result is very satisfying, uh, but it's got the potential to take me off off the painting because it takes so long to get a result that sometimes it can lose motivation. And then for the other painting, for, for Middle Earth, I've done heaps. I've got, uh, I've been trying to get some of the Forge World backlog, which I've still got quite a bit of backlog because I try to aim for most of the scenarios and try to trade and acquire and all that sort of stuff to make sure that happens but recently i've painted uh six warbats which have been sitting on my table since like i don't know when they came out ages ago so they've been sitting there for a while but over recent order i got a quick beam done so he can join treebeard wish i had the other one as well was it Beachbone? wish i had a model for that but that's all right i'll i'll grab all my ent parts that haven't been put together and get the green stuff out and make another ent and then i've been doing some uh, well, quite a bit of the Forge or Good models. So I've got from Dale, I did the Knights of Dale. So six of those. It turns out in the scenarios and need up to 12. So maybe I'll get some more of those. I quite, I quite like them. I probably will. Uh, and the two heroes there, Brand and um, Bard. So those have been favorites of mine for a long, long time. And I might have mentioned it before, but I did a Battle of Five Armies using proxy profiles from Lord of the Rings 
back in the early 2000s when the game was probably in its Return of the King edition because I, I wanted that part there. That was always... Uh, the Hobbits has always been pretty special to me. It's something that, that I bonded with my dad quite a bit over when we were, we were young and, and read through that. So I, I, that sort of stuff stood out to me. So I got those guys done. I also got the Dwarf Heroes as well to add to my uh, Erebor Reclaimed Army slash Iron Hills Army. So I got the the Old Dine and the, um, was it Thor and the Third? So Thor and the Third is not my favorite. I think it's something to do with, one, I can't quite see how his limbs work. They seem to be not quite right to me. And I don't know if it's just my imagination, but the angles are out of kind of strange. So he's running, his his legs are quite, like they're facing forward and his torso is almost at right angles. The arms are sort of going in a different direction. I saw someone after I painted up had done a battle company's version and they just moved the arm position and it made it look a lot better. So I should have done that, but it's done. That's fine. If I really hate it, I'll, I'll chop it up and, and redo it, but I'll probably leave it like that. It's it's probably not going to show up on the board unless it's in scenarios anyway. He's not my favorite profile or model, actually. But uh, I'm looking forward to playing with the Erebor Reclaimed. I've been playing playing with some Dale. I can reveal now that Conquest Champions League the second, I brought the Dale. Didn't get to use the Legendary Legion because it wasn't out when I started the, the recording. So uh, I've cheated myself a little bit on that. But that's okay. I'll just have to use my tactical brilliance to, to cover for that, if, if there is any there. And I'm going to try to continue getting some of those those Iron Hills um, odds done as well. I think I've still got a command pack to do and a, a blister, which won't be for the Erebor Reclaimed, I don't think, but I want to get that done and some, some more Goat Riders and things. And eventually I've got the parts for it, but I've got to do the, got to bite the bullet and do the chop-up conversions of all the heroes on goats. I have, I've been holding out for a while, hoping that, that Forge World has, has made those, and it looks like... I might as well just convert them and then do my typical. If the model's just outstanding, I'll replace it. If not, I won't even notice. Sort of like I did with Radagast on Eagle. I never got the official Radagast on Eagle because I converted my own and it looks fine. So I've never never had to get another one. So that's the plans with the painting. And I, I feel like I've been pretty productive because I'm doing, doing painting most evenings now. And it helps that, that my wife's working evenings so that, that once the kids go to bed, I get a little bit of painting time and try to put in the half an hour to two hours a night, which is really nice and uh, one thing that was really stressing me out as well was was the lack of podcasts because I've been wanting to do this more regularly but every time we've gone to do it it seems like life's conspired to stuff it up and I think a lot of that was the limitations of our form where you had to do a big recording session when everyone was together and and get that really interesting dynamic and most people either didn't have the same availabilities or wanted to use it to actually play games and things which is fair enough so that that's stayed stopped for a while so that's why these have been really nice, these shorts. It just means that I can get out a few thoughts. And, and you know, sometimes the best way to, to do something is just to do something, just to, to start it off and keep going. And, and that's been been really good for me because I have feel like I've neglected it, which is strange because I've got no reason to do that. I've intentionally not monetized it so I don't have to feel uh, pressure to do that. But I guess it's been a habit for so long after so many years. And I really do enjoy interacting with people. So I don't know. It just felt like something that, that maybe I was letting people down, which is, once again, really weird because... I doubt anyone's too fussed about it. There's heaps of other podcasts now and, and there's heaps of a back catalogue if they want to listen to us again and if they want to chat, they can always hit us up on whatever social medias we're on. I'm not on a huge amount, but yeah, whatever we're on. But that, that's it for this episode. I don't know how often I'm going to do these episodes. I know there's been a lot happening uh, recently and I think I'm going at one a day or so, roughly, but I, I can't imagine that continuing. But I can imagine it going, whenever I have an idea or something interesting to say, I'll just put out an episode. And once again, there will be the big episodes as well. We're still working on one at the moment. Uh, I haven't started a new session, so there's only one in in the background working on it at the moment. 
But once I've got enough research into something cool, I'll do another big episode. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Trust Win Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. The Green Dragon Podcast discusses tabletop wargaming using the Middle Earth strategy battle game rules for Games Workshop. We have no affiliation with Games Workshop, Warner Brothers, New Line, Tolkien Enterprise, or anyone else involved in Tolkien's universe. We're on our own. Thank you to our patrons for your support. You can become a patron at www.patreon.com slash thegreendragonpodcast. You can contact us via our Facebook page at The Green Dragon Podcast or on our email, thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Not so sure about that plural. This podcast is for entertainment, so please take it that way. Farewell, listener. The road goes ever on and on.